And good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice, Philly In-Depth News, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm looking forward to today's show with you, and I'd love for you to join me if you can, 520-790-2040. The first half is going to be my stream of consciousness, and I promise it's more interesting than it sounds, Uh, but some things on my mind, uh, and this is the platform to ask the questions uh, hear from you and, and see where we go. I want to talk about some uh, essential items, um, specifically in the greater Tucson region. We're a local show. We're going to focus on local issues. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, and we're going to walk through it together. That's our first half. We'll talk about the news, politics, issues, uh, ideas of the day. And then we'll have Devin Underwood on with us, principal and founder of the Talent Store. We're going to talk about talent attraction to Tucson relocation. Uh, and if you uh, or someone you know is moving to Tucson, often the big question is can their spouse, can their partner find a job as well? So we'll cover all of those things as we navigate this still wacky um, job market. So that's our show today, 520 uh, And Matt, I am trying to... Uh, purge the last uh, quarter of your news report in terms of the trap game that you think Oregon State might be. Let's just not talk about it. I had to say it, though, Zach. I had to say it. I know, but did you? (laughs) Because you're not wrong, but shh, we don't say those things. I'm knocking on wood over here. Tommy is uh, warning his guys of the possibility of that, too. (laughs) Oh, man. I, I saw this the other day that Kirk Carissa didn't know what game day was. Is that the, the – that's the uh, um, – the, uh, when, when, the t- when the big sure. stations come in and cover – Yeah, ESPN day, will right? be here on Saturday yeah. for, for yeah. an hour doing their, uh, doing their weekly game day thing. So it'll be a – well, it'll be a good experience for Kerr. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's from another country, yeah. so we can give him a break. It's not like they've been here recently. It's been – Gosh, Zach, but maybe 2016, maybe was the last time they did that. It's been a while. Here in Tucson. In Tucson, correct. Interesting. Well, uh, my guess is, Matt, they will be here a lot more in the years to come. I think this uh, this team, this coach, this culture is built for, I think, long-term success. So, uh, But, to, yeah, inter- interesting interesting stuff. But this is not a sports show show, Matt. So correct, as on. you always say. <laughs> so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not a sports show. You know, you know how um, some of the shows on the station do a weekly best of. What I might do is give you more work one of these weeks uh, and do a not a sports show show, and we'll 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 clip together all of the different times that we shouldn't have talked about sports, but we did, I, and, and see if our listeners like it or not. Good. It could happen. <laughs> Um, subtitle, but more... subtitle the blind leading the blind I don't know that's not to cast aspersion on you so much as me but <laughs> oh man for some reason I'm getting the energy of listeners going no we don't want that don't do that um, but no uh, on a more serious note Matt of on course. a way more serious note um, I, I'm um, I'm struggling a little bit today uh, because I am getting more questions than answers on a number of topics in our community and 
you know, I, I think the, the motto in my head is becoming that this community is too beautiful, uh, has too much potential, and I love it way too much to not be asking the questions uh, that are on my mind. And that just doesn't pertain to me. I think that should pertain to uh, anyone in the question asking business and the conversation business locally, but I think also the citizenry. I think we need to be asking questions and saying, what about this? What about that? This doesn't seem to be working as well, or this doesn't seem to be moving as fast. I, I think we've got to be asking those questions. And, and, and Matt, I say this on the show a lot, that locally our responsibility, I believe, is to have one foot in the pothole and one foot on the moon. Uh, sometimes literally, uh, but also figuratively. We've got to have the essentials working, and then we also have to be talking about the big stuff, the potential stuff. And I'm starting to really struggle, Matt, because... Uh, there's a piece of me that would rather just full-time have the conversations like we did with Julie Bonner earlier this week from Freefall Aerospace and just talk about some of the incredible stuff um, that's happening around space and Tucson's industry around space exploration and space technologies. That's honestly where I'd like to land most of the time. But I'm starting to get into the weeds, Matt, on issues of uh, public safety reassessment in our community and the public safety challenges. I'm getting into the weeds uh, privately in my own research on our homelessness um, situation. And I, I'm not seeing our way clear. I'm not seeing actions reflect words. I'm not seeing results uh, reflect uh, action, you know, actions producing the right results. And it's like, Matt, I'm feeling that those big things don't get to happen well unless the essentials are working. And the essentials are not sexy and often boring, but if we're not getting those P's and Q's done, then none of the other fun stuff happens. And I just, there's a huge piece of me that doesn't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that say, that pokes around and says, what about this, what about that? But I think somebody has to do it, and I think a lot of people have to do it, Matt, because this community is too amazing not to, has too much potential not to make sure constantly daily that we're on the right track. And I think a lot of people in this community, and I've been there myself, don't want to do that. And we just kind of want to kumbaya and celebrate wins. But I think we got to dig in and ask the hard questions. So I'm going to do that on two topics, Matt, in the next segment. But I had to get that off um, my chest because genuinely I'm starting to struggle because there's a lot of pieces not connecting on the essentials here in our local communities, and it's going to stunt long-term uh, potential. So I just, I needed a therapist for a segment, Matt, and you, you got stuck with me. It's, it's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but, uh, the, you know, you got to pay attention to those basics. Otherwise, the, uh, you know, those those are the things they got to pay attention to. And uh, the, the, the big ideas will follow, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think that is the order. So on that note, Matt, let's go to our uh, uh, final segment here of my stream of consciousness. When we come back, I want to talk about public safety, uh, and I want to talk about homelessness in our community. And that uh, follows kind of my little on-the-couch moment with Matt, <laughs> with Matt Neely, my therapist, this morning. Uh, 520-790-2040, give me a call, join the conversation, I'll tell you what's on my mind, take your thoughts. And then at the bottom of the hour, we will completely change topics. We'll talk with Devin Underwood 
uh, about how to navigate, if you're a business organization, uh, how to navigate, as a city as well, how to navigate this really interesting labor market and get the talent you need to succeed. That's what's up ahead. Don't go anywhere. We're here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. 1030, The Voice. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for The Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. I'm your host, Zach Yenser, listening to Tipping Point here on AM 1030 KVOI, The Voice. 
Uh, on today's show, I uh, I got on the couch for a moment, and uh, Matt Neely turned the lights low, and I had a, a therapeutic moment <laughs> to get some uh, to 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 tell something that was kind of uh, on my mind to lead into um, this segment, and that is, you know, uh, I think this platform for me is a way to share with you some of the questions on my mind. I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, unless I tell you I'm not uh, that I am an expert and I think I am uh, I otherwise I I don't believe I am uh, I'm I'm asking the questions I'm patching together the trends and I'm going what about this what about that and then you and I get to have the conversations together uh, but there are some areas in our community growing where uh, I, I'm having more and more questions and I think it's right to ask the questions. Uh, there was a piece in the Arizona Daily Star. I think it was a good piece. Um, and if you haven't read it yet by Sam Kimak, it's uh, uh, two years in Tucson Community Safety Program has little to show for efforts. Uh, and it talks about how for you know, something like 20 months, right, there's been a one and a half budget cycles uh, around this idea of uh, reimagining public safety, community safety, health, and wellness program. Uh, there has just been an appointment of the program's first director, and there are uh, $1.7 million in general fund money set aside to cover the community safety director's $100,000 salary uh, and to staff their office with eight yet-to-be-hired social workers or navigators who are expected to be uh, the driving force behind um, many initiatives and uh, it's a really good piece uh, you should read it uh, and if you are one of those folks out there who are skeptical of the Arizona Daily Star I would especially urge you to read it because I think it's a it is a, a piece that is starting to ask the right questions uh, it is not pulling too many punches and it's long form and I think uh, we haven't always had this kind of work uh, in the community the last few years and now we have it with a couple of young reporters who I've had on this show um, who I think are doing a really good job and uh, so check it out uh, but uh, Councilmember Steve Kazachik asked the question uh, that I think a lot of people are asking we've been talking about this for a year and a half we've gone through one and a half budget cycles on it we don't need people sitting around trying to create mission statements we need to get them on the ground and get them out on the streets and you know I I, 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 I want to be I want to be firm but this comes from a good place this comes from a place of love for the community the actions the results are not reflecting the words we we have been talking about public safety reform for a very 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 long time and there's not much to show for it what there is to show for it is last year Chief Magnus saying, I cannot simply respond to X, Y, and Z calls. We know that the attrition of our public safety officers um, is going down. Uh, the Tucson Police Department, you can go to policeanalysis.tucsonaz.gov. These are city of Tucson numbers, uh, and the, these are reported crimes. You can go to the data. I've been watching the data this year. And the uh, we are on track thus far to either meet or exceed, to match or exceed our homicide rate from last year. Tucson was one of 12 cities recognized nationally as having the deadliest year 
in a very long time slash ever. And in Tucson's case, it was the deadliest year ever. And so my question is becoming, uh, we are not seeing reform, let alone reform that produces results. And on the other side, we're not seeing the reductions in crime that we need to see. And my question is, what are we getting? And I think that should be the question uh, of any citizen, regardless of whether you are listening and you are pro-law enforcement officer, or if you are listening as a progressive Democrat, and we have those folks listening too, and I love that. I love that we have, I think we have just about everybody across the political spectrum. We've got folks who are center left, center right, further left, further right, y'all listen. And I'm so happy and I love you for it. If you are listening uh, and you're are further on the left of our political uh, uh, spectrum and, and you are saying, where's the beef on actual reform policy, on actually after a year and a half, actually doing things that are producing results after 20 months of it being budgeted, you should also be asking the question, what are we getting for the money? What are we getting? If we're not getting reform, and we're not getting a reduction in, in crime, then we are between a rock and a hard place that nobody should want us to be. And, and I sadly predicted, like this is not a prediction anybody wants to make. I predicted uh, earlier in the year that Tucson would match or exceed uh, its homicide record from 2021. And we are on track to do that. I'm watching the numbers. We are on track to do that. We have eight homicides. One just got taken off yesterday. That's how closely I look at this thing. There was 10 homicides last year between January and February. We're at eight now uh, with a number of days to go, about 11 days to go in the month, you know, a little bit less than half in the month. As that Daily Star article wrote, there's, there's not much machinery in place. And I think in Tucson, what I'm finding is that we get stuck in policy language. And what I mean is we hear policy language from the diocese. Is that, I don't think that's the way you say it, Matt. I don't mean the Catholic diocese. I mean deuses, plural. <laughs> that's an awkward moment. You can cut that out of the recording, Matt. Um, <laughs> on the deuses from, from, from staffs, and I'm not meaning one jurisdiction or the other, just in general, we hear the policy language. And I got to tell you, the list... Of, of things that I'm starting to see in this community that are shrouded by policy language and underneath not much is happening, that list is growing. And again, I have massive respect for a lot of the individuals involved in all these places. I know many of them, colleague, I'd like to call myself a colleague with them, good people who wanna do good work. But as a citizen, it's our job to say, where's the beef? We give you the resources. We give you the responsibility to allocate the resources. Show me the money. Show me what's going on. And on this count, we're not seeing reform. We're not seeing solutions. And we're not seeing a reduction in crime. So I think it's time to stop talking about it and make one of the two things happen. So that's one level. Uh, again, read this uh, uh, article out of the, uh, out of the Daily Star. Uh, I want to go to the phone lines real quick. I've got one more thing on homelessness. Matt, do we still have Dave on the phone? Dave, thanks for calling in. Thanks for holding. I'm off my soapbox. It's your turn. Good morning to you. Good morning, Matt. Um, um, I'm sorry I, I just spayed after your name, but I, I really appreciate you coming to to this subject. I've been thinking a lot about the 
citizens participating with crime that we've got with comprehensive neighborhood watch programs. We've tried it in the past, and they say there weren't enough officers to go to each beat area. But I'm convinced that there's many neighborhood leaders in my neighborhood at Treat and Grant. We've had people um, organized to clean up the neighborhood, to, uh, to make a pocket park for a city water property. So there is leaders in the neighborhood. There's also police who come home to those neighborhoods yeah. who are armed, as there are in Tucson and most of Arizona, armed citizens who, they aren't on active patrol, but they're available if there's prying waves in their neighborhood. And to have communication with the police department um, is essential to bridge that gap of, uh, of crimes that are happening with a limited police force. Dave, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the call and the the one thought that came to mind. And, and I'm a neighborhood association president, so when you say the word neighborhood, you know my heart warms a little bit because these are conversations that we have as well. I think one of the challenges beyond uh, having community members who are trying to stay on top of the issues is uh, that our police department is kind of stuck. I heard this phrase the other day: being Uber cops. Uh, in other words, we don't have enough people who get to create community relationships and get to stay around the neighborhood and collaborate with these neighborhood groups, Dave, because we're sending these folks from one crisis to another. Um, and look, I'm not saying that police officers are the one and only solution either, um, but we don't have enough officers and we don't have enough other officer solutions. I mean, I remember uh, our, our neighborhood association uh, mentioned, uh, and it wasn't unanimous, but it was a vote and said, look, we support the move for social workers, for the eight social workers uh, after the young man was killed uh, in Tucson about a year and a half ago. But that was a year and a half ago. So, so Dave, I appreciate the call, and I think it's a multi-prong solution. But when multiple prongs or the multi-prong solution aren't happening, I start to ask questions, and that's what I'm asking today. The other thing I want to mention, I got about a minute and a half, uh, and, and I appreciate the phone calls, is, uh, and this was a trend that started pre-COVID pandemic. I read the Tucson Pima Collaboration to End Homelessness. They found that homelessness has increased by 60%. And the number of people experiencing unsheltered homelessness on a given night in the region, a trend that preceded COVID-19. That's a direct copy from the report. There's been a startling increase in chronic homelessness without shelter, comparing those who uh, were chronically homeless a couple of years ago who had shelter on a given night and now those who don't. Uh, I don't see that we're going in the right direction uh, on this topic. And if there are solutions in place, they're not working. That's not a shot on anybody or on a policy. I'm simply saying, does the data reflect that what we are doing is effective? My argument is no. And we need to start asking the questions, going beyond the policy language and saying, are the actual results uh, reflecting that we're going in the right direction? These are things we got to get right or the big fun stuff doesn't happen. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> when we come back from break, we're going to talk to Devin Underwood uh, about talent attraction and retention for your business and for our city here on the other side. You don't want to miss it. 1030 The Voice will be back on Tipping Point in just a second. 
1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY The Voice daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. And uh, before we head over to talk with our uh, next guest, Devin Underwood, if you missed any of the first half of the hour, go back and check it out. You're free to also email me, zyenser at gmail.com. If you couldn't call on the lines, we did uh, have uh, uh, folks calling in, and I appreciate that. Uh, Talking about some of the essentials of our community and asking the questions around the essentials of our community uh, that lead to other conversations uh, like we've had this week. Julie Bonner talking about the space tech industry today, talking with uh, Devin Underwood about talent attraction and relocation and retention. None of those things work as well if the essentials of our community are not taken care of. So as much as I would like to hang out on the fun stuff, I got to also share the questions on my mind about the other stuff uh, because it matters. It matters for all of these conversations. So that's our page turner to Devin Underwood this morning. Devin, good morning to you, principal and founder of the Talent Store. Always fun to be with you, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Happy Friday Eve. Good morning, Zach. How are you? Doing good. Hey, here on Tipping Point, the only day uh, that uh, really gets to have its own day is Monday because Tuesday is Wednesday Eve, Wednesday is Hump Day, Thursday is Friday Eve, Friday is Saturday Eve, then it's the weekend. So that's how it works here. We move right along throughout the week. There you go. Always a step <laughs> ahead. That's called being proactive. It's called being proactive. It's also called um, things go fast. <laughs> Yes, and uh, I, I, I know, I know, uh-huh. I know you live in that uh, fast lane as well, um, Devin. I we 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 had a really interesting conversation last week with Dave DiCasola, the uh, co-founder of Pack Dash, who 
shared some reasons why he did move to Tucson, as well as some of his challenges of moving more people here. But uh, you are in the talent attraction business to Tucson, and I'm always curious to pick your brain of what are you seeing of why folks are moving here, some of the reasons they make that decision, how to encourage them to do that, and also maybe some of the opportunities and challenges around, around doing that. What are you seeing in your business? Yeah, I think, you know, there are uh, the list of lifestyle reasons that we go over, I think, pretty extensively as a town. We talk about um, space, we talk about cost of living, we talk about mountains and skies and outdoor activities. Um, We're definitely a hub um, for a few industries and or hobbies, including space, aerospace, astronomy, optics, um, some bio and biotech that's really emerging. And so there's some solid reasons to choose here. I think the one um, checkbox I really was excited about on Dave's list in terms of the company selecting us was um, the ability to navigate the commercial real estate market pretty easily um, with some great resources and support. And so, you know, it, it, it just, it depends. And, and I think during the last two years, particularly coming out of lockdown, there are a lot of people who are looking for space and, um, and just some opportunity to be outside uh, and cost of living options. So cost of living is sort of equivocated with space in that you don't, you know, if you're thinking about New York City or San Francisco, you're in a pretty tight quarters for a lot of money a month. Um, and so I think there's people making changes for that reason and just trying to, to shake it up and get somewhere new. For sure. Devin Underwood is principal and founder of the Talent Store in Devin's business. Devin helps companies understand, first of all, the exact kind of job and position they need. And then Devin is the guide on the process to figure out the best reach out strategy and engagement strategy with the talent pool to figure out who is the right person in that right seat to make the right things happen in your company. I know, Devin, uh, you've got a growing network, a talent pool here locally, but uh, I believe you also engage with folks who are looking to make a move in to Tucson from a different place. What are some of the kind of relocation considerations when you're hearing from potential candidates uh, what are the questions they ask about Tucson uh, in making a decision of whether they come here for a job or not? Yeah, so, you know, in the re- in the recruiting world, you always want to start local. And so I put that out there. It's not just about um, forgetting about local talent, but there are some key growth points and skill sets needed that just aren't making a lot of moves right now in Tucson. And so sometimes we have to look out of Tucson. And so you start with, when I'm doing a search on behalf of my clients, it's, you know, a big ad campaign, and then it's direct outreach to people who have the skills and experience, who have some compelling matches to what they've done before, and maybe wouldn't actively apply on their own. And when we're looking at outreach nationally, we're looking for people that have ties to the area in some way. So I always start there. I always start with, well, why Tucson? What do you know about us? Um, and then, you know, did they go to school here? There's some reverse engineering and searching we can do with alumni or boomerangs. 
And then, you know, from there, it, what does your family think about a move? Logistically, what does that look like? You know, you're always thinking about, does the person need to get to work before the end of the school year and then their family joins them? What's housing like? I think we have an opportunity to have a resource that centralizes and talks about the different parts of town to choose to live in and why. Um, what are the schools like? That's a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, you'll see on my website, I've got a landing page for Tucson for people who are considering moving. And it covers everything from family activities to professional networking groups to um, areas of town, outdoor activities. Um, the map dashboard is an incredible resource to look at the community demographically and economically. Cost of living calculator is something we use a lot in talking to people about a move and where they need to be in terms of their compensation. Um, you know, it's all kind of there and it really depends on the person. And so you're sort of walking through this conversation of, you know, what are your priorities when you're looking for a new position? What's going to make you stay and thrive in this role? And is that there? And then in terms of geographic location of the position and lifestyle, you know, we're talking about physical location. We could t be talking about schools. We can be talking about family activities. We could be talking about neighborhoods. We could be talking about food. And then on top of that, we are also talking about, you know, flexibility and schedule and hybrid and in-office versus not in-office. And so these are really getting to be interesting conversations as we go down the line and, and try to make long-term matches in that way. For sure. Devin, of course, I encourage anyone listening who's running any kind of an organization to bring you on the team uh, to, to guide this process the next time that they are hiring or looking for a position. You know, but for companies maybe who uh, are just kind of listening in general, organizations listening in general, what, uh, what do you find is um, kind of the brand of Tucson that we can better storytell that is attracting people here? And then what is, is there a, a common challenge you hear? Is it schools? Is it trailing partner positions, you know, jobs for their spouses? What seems to be the hiccup maybe or the challenge that you have to overcome as you're recruiting them for them to go, yeah, I can give Tucson a shot. Does that make sense? What's the kind of like automatic, yeah, Tucson's awesome, I'd love to go there, and then what is the thing that makes people kind of think twice? Mm -hmm. I think, well, there's three camps. There's people who have been to Tucson or have some connection to Tucson and love it for a particular connection point. Um, that could be experienced through the Gem and Mineral Show. It could be having gone to school here. It could be having family here. Parents here is a big reason people are moving. Um, and then there's people who know Tucson and are not interested in Tucson. I talk to them um, because of whatever story they have or um, experience they have had. Part of that can be um, the diversity of economic opportunity here has some opportunity. I think the diversity of types of positions available have some opportunity that can include where their spouse maybe needs to work. Um, and it can just be difference in 
culture and lifestyle between us and our big north neighbor um, that we'll talk about. You know, there's times where I hear from people and they say, oh, yeah, I've been to Arizona. I've, I've been to Phoenix. And so we have to kind of walk back and talk about the differences and, and what they'd prefer in terms of lifestyle. Um, and then there's people who have no understanding of it. And so then we're really talking about, well, what would make a community for you and your family? What would be a community that you'd stay in? And what are you looking for? And that's where we start to narrow in on what they need to know about the town and, and what we need to create in the vetting process so they can get to know that and understand that. Uh, so that's a lot of the work we do in supporting relocation on behalf of our clients. Um, the other side of that is we do work for large companies and remote Tucson. We partner with lots of different strategic partners in town so that when they move somebody in, we help their partner, trailing partner or spouse, find their professional landing in Tucson. And so that's a little different side of the equation. I know relocation can be a big investment, and you'll see people getting into place, but if their partner doesn't find their landing socially or professionally, it's not going to stick. And so people lose that investment quite a bit because the partner doesn't find their home here. Uh, And so that's what we try to do also at the talent store through our trailing partner program. I love it. And I would love to go there in our second segment. And I think the reason I'm asking these questions, Devin, is I I was reminded as you were talking of a really um, large uh, company in Tucson the and this was maybe a year or two ago that was looking for a critical kind of um, c-suite uh, high-level manager position and it was interesting for me to watch because it was a fairly public process and uh, not only did they get through the process they got through their final list of candidates they got to the end and the offer letter went out and the candidate that was selected decided i mean literally in the 11th hour Devin. Tucson's not for me and my family. It's not the right decision. We're not going to come out for the job. And it, uh, the reason I'm asking the questions I was asking is I think there's the spray and pray approach, right? Where you get the resumes in, you have the good conversations, and you get to the end. But if you haven't had the conversations around addressing conceptions, thoughts, challenges around Tucson, if you're not helping that candidate make sure that their family can move here and be successful here, if you're not as an organization right now dealing with those questions, that might be your story too. You might get to the end, have the exact person you want, and they go, not the right move, just kidding. And uh, that was a very public example that was in Tucson about a year ago. I'm sure you see it every day. But I, I just am not always sure if companies are in that mindset on their own when they're looking to, to fill a position. And that, Devin, is, I think, where you step in. Yeah, it's really hard to think of all of those things. And that's so painful. You know, I think the one skill I'm missing in being even better recruiter is being psychic. And so... There's never a time where I could totally predict how a person's going to, to end up, right? But there are lots of things we do throughout the vetting process to touch all of these areas. I always promise I don't want people to fall in love without and then have money get in the way, location get in the way, um, right. office working or work from home expectations get in the way. Let's clear those at the front. Let's be transparent about them. 
and let's talk about them at every touch point through the process mm. so that we're making sure that that path is cleared and all that has to happen is my clients are vetting skills, experience, and team fit. Mm. Um, and, and that's what, what we try to do on behalf of our clients throughout the process. I think it's so important, Devin Underwood, because we are in a market that is driven by the talent right now. Talent is getting to make the decisions uh, and what they want because of how the labor market is set up. So I think organizations and leaders of any kind, public, private, nonprofit, whatever, I think are having to think more deeply on these things. And this is what you do, Devin Underwood, principal and founder of The Talent Store. I want to go to our first break of this conversation, last break of the hour, uh, to make sure we leave time for uh, your trailing partner component. So I think if a company and organization listening is looking to get someone who doesn't already live here to come in for a position, um, not only do you have to make that person happy, um, but their spouse and their partner and their family has to be happy. That's a whole other layer. It's a lot of work, and Devin helps to take care of it in some very tactical ways. So we'll talk about that on the other side as well. We'll be right back here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. 
Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, then the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need. And in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. This is Bill Buckmaster, Pima County Supervisor Rex Scott, during the noon hour on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of a sudden, Arizona, live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Hanser on AM 1030 KVI, The Voice. Devin Underwood is with us, the principal and founder of the Talent Store. And uh, we have been talking about, and really for the last couple of years, of how to navigate the labor market that we are in and how uh, especially organizations and companies and leaders listening uh, can find the right person for the right position at the right time to make the right moves to grow here in Tucson. Uh, Devin, an off-script question, and then I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna ask about the trailing partner program that you've set up. Um, have you um, yet, uh, try the Yenser rate at Little Love Burger uh, just down the street from your office. I have not. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer to that, there. even even though I, I set it up that way. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 15% off. You'll have to let me know when you uh, when you do that. Um, and I've had so many people say, hey, I went and I tried it and I mentioned, uh, mentioned your name and here we go. So uh, let me know what you think when you try it, Devin. I will. I've eaten there, and it's delicious. I have not tried to drop your name and get a deal yet, and so that's my next move. <laughs> Matt Neely calls it the, the the Yenser Rogers rate, so I'm actually going later this week, and I'm going to try and see if I can get my own name's discount off of it. <laughs> I, so I'll let you know how that goes, Devin, but uh, anyway, that's completely off script. Um Making sure, Devin, that when people come in for a position, especially outside of our community, that their partner is finding uh, the next career move that works for them, too, is so important. Can you speak to briefly uh, how the talent store helps companies do that and why it's so important? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a program called the Trailing Partner Program. It launched just before COVID happened and has kind of been a little bit stagnant because there wasn't a lot of movement, particularly at the first year of us kind of figuring out what this pandemic was all about. Um, But, you know, people are starting to move. They're starting to name particular positions that do need to be geographically located with their teams. And so um, we're back talking about that. And, and this program, really what happens is when you're a part of the program through our Talent Store Now subscription or because you just do a one-off and pay the fee for the program, which is pretty inexpensive, we go and um, 
make sure the person can register with our talent community. And then we have a discussion with them about their resume, their target career steps, their motivators, what they'd be looking for in terms of schedule, pay, um, where they've already applied, what companies are on radar for them, where they would like introductions. And then we work in a, in a few ways. One is um, clients that are already a part of our team, that are our, our partners, get to see these candidates pretty quickly. And so we're really proactively saying, hey, this new talent is in town. Are you interested in speaking with them? Um, we also then help to uh, guide that person and where else they can apply or give them any insights into organizations that we know. Um, we'll make direct introductions. There are some people who are even freelancers or have their own consultancies, and we've connected them with similar consultants and other people in their field that they can start to learn from or network with. But the goal is to get them plugged in and feeling some momentum in moving forward. So when you look at a typical large company relocation package, you most large companies work with a relocation partner, and there's like three big big guys in, in this space. And on that, if you're an internal recruiter with a large company, you're saying, okay, I need to move someone in. They need a realtor. They need um, a moving truck. We are going to pay for, you know, whatever other moving service. Oh, and their spouse needs a job. And that's like a checkbox on this relocation form. And all of that typically is, is a resume writing company. And it can cost upwards of one to $3,000 for that large company to just get the spouse's resume reviewed. Wow. And it's not a local person. It's not somebody who's helping them plug into the local market. And so we really flipped that and said, let's warm it up. Let's get somebody a live person they can speak with who's plugged into the local market, who knows Tucson, and can help them navigate and brainstorm. So sometimes we're representing these people as candidates of ours to our clients. Sometimes we're just making introductions. And sometimes we're just helping them understand where they should go and apply or who they should talk to or how they should network. And we're able to work in really flexible ways just depending on who the person is. And the hope is is that that gives them somebody to talk to, it plugs them into the community more quickly, and they're more likely to stay along with the partner that this company has invested in moving here. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the horror stories and the tragic stories you've probably seen over the years, Devin, of a great position fit who is gone in a year and a half or two because the partner just never found their fit in the community is uh i mean i'm sure the 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 skeletons in that closet are many and it's it's really sad and it all it all has to work devin where can people go to uh find out more connect with you again this is a market that is uh uh, a labor driven market don't go it alone get devin as your teammate on mid-level and higher positions and others that your company needs uh Devin is your guide on this. Devin, where can people go and find you and learn more? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I I had a light bulb moment in listening to, you know, a lot of recruiters and people think of recruiters as the place where you get resumes. You learn about people you wouldn't be able to learn about. And really, it should be much more than that. And they should be partnered with you to take care of all of these things. 
that's what we do. You can go to your yourtalentstore.com and put a time on my calendar and let's talk. I love it. Devin, as always, thanks for being our guide on the uh, Tucson talent market. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Devin. When we come back tomorrow, we'll talk with a candidate for governor of Arizona. Close out our Friday together, 1030 The Voice at 9. See you there, Tucson.